This aphorism was passed through eons. Know thyself. It can be used to say mind your manners or generally to perform a self-study. Either way, it will carry the foundation of being aware of what one does and how one does it. Know thyself. When it comes to my mind-body, I feel as if I am straying away from this deeply profound proclamation. The distractions I combat on the daily give me the impression that I have no time for this knowing, this knowing of self. With this said, I forgo perceptions of time restrictions, understanding that only now exist. If I refuse to know myself now, there is no way I can meet self later. I took a moment to create enough space to have a clear picture of the principles to self. So without further ado, here is what I know about thyself. Observation. My senses are consistent every waking day and every waking night. The smells, sights, sounds, and textures deliver energetic coding which is dissected by the organisms organized in my being to provide information as to what this existence is and means. The issue with observation nowadays is I feel I take it for granted. My observation skills have withered from infancy. I look at newborns now and see the wonderment gracing their newly forming faces. This innocence the newborn carries is due to the lack of judgmental behaviors it has towards what it sees. The newborn has yet to equate these novel sensations with negative and or positive lenses. So the entire world is there for it to absorb and pure admiration. As I come of age into adulthood, experiencing lies, deceptions, joys, pleasures, and the like, I formulate these ready programs or patterns for the sensations that cross my path. I exchange my curiosity for habits, not a fair trade. I no longer sense images, tones, and textures with the same innocence. And this is where the heart of knowledge and learning begin to fade. I was gifted life in this span of time to experience its fullness. And when I fall prey to habitual ways, I become senseless and numb to this immense livelihood of possibilities surrounding. I ignore things that may be of importance. I shun expressions because of their similarities to past trauma forgetting that nothing in this world will ever be the same. Yet it is. It's strange. I may never learn enough, 
sense and feel enough in this world and that is partly due to my habits blocking my wonderment. So I go back to my childlike curiosity, my newborn innocence. I keep this for the sake of self-study and knowledge. I cannot learn what I choose not to observe. So while I embrace this blip in the vastness of eternity, I never forget to remain vigilant with my observation. Records. If I observe improperly, I record foolishly. I record for the development of patterns. My issue with records is the amount I record and the trust I put behind what I see. My habits are based off of the occurrences experience, so my habits change with what is sensed. But when complacency sets in and I don't update my trends, my habits lose touch with progression. When it comes to understanding the ways of self, it is no different than a trial. I am innocent until proven guilty, and that is the way it is. But how do I prove myself wrong or right without evidence? How will I find the root cause of my issues if I don't track the symptoms to the virus? This is the purpose of keeping records, to acquire the information needed to make an, to make an informed decision. Once again, observation is a strong component in the act of record keeping, so observe with innocence. My records are a product of my observation, so if I observe improperly, I record foolishly. Practice. Experiment with life to test the pattern. If the pattern falls to life, then the pattern is null and void. Not right. Gain experience from the patterns produced. For as the patterns fall to life, I get closer to the truth. When I choose not to follow this age-old adage, you never know until you try, I end up staying still, living in the same location without gratitude, plateauing and tolerating abuse from insignificant beings. If I feel that something may be wrong with an idea, chances are I am right. And there's nothing left to say. I just need to figure out how I am right. And that is what practice is for. My thoughts and theories must come into physical existence in order for them to be observed for others and myself to question. If done with growth and education as the mission, my practices will cause no ill will. Now my practices will tire me, deplete me, and force me to find time to rest. But in that resting is where the building takes place 
considering what stands and what falls. I awake with a new stance that I take within my hand and bash it against life's wall. Experiment with life to test the pattern. Experiment with life to see the truth. Analysis. Now, with all of this said, I take what is observed, check the records, experiment with the experiences, and then contemplate. I look at these avenues and ask, what happened? What didn't happen? What was beneficial? What was detrimental? And why? I converse with others and myself about the experiences to gain insight from various sources, to be afforded a plethora of scenarios for an experience that lasted but a moment. I take the surface and dive into the wealth of possibilities that have the potential to arise from the surface. Why is this important? Well. As before mentioned, I function with the aid of habits. These habits are set from the algorithms calculated within to allocate my energies. Now, if I have one answer, algorithm, to a situation, then habitually acting on instinct, when I encounter its similar counterpart, I will offer that one answer. But if I analyze, sit down and look at the many possibilities that can occur in a particular situation, then I may offer three, four, six, twenty-five, a wealth of responses to a situation instead of the one reaction I had before. This leads to a fortune of altered possibilities for one moment in time. This is what gives certain individuals that look of mystery. When it comes to profound beings, I know that regardless of how I approach these individuals, they will respond to me in a way I have yet to experience. And not knowing how to counterplay this makes me weary of approaching or curious to know more. In order to cultivate habitual excellence, My habits have to come from a place of intense contemplation. Conclusion These principles come from a place of simplicity. And I understand this to be so. Even though this is so, I feel that life comes from a place of simplicity and its navigation and investigation. The labors, hardships, and complexities are in my doings of life, not my thinking of life. Understanding life is simple, but the performance is where the burdens sprout. Despite all of this, I feel the greatest lessons and pearls of wisdom will accumulate through curiosity and the actions to what is inquired. 
the successful individuals were in tune to this. Something deep within carried them with ample amounts of power and resource. I must search my soul for answers. Observe my character for insights when following these principles. And most importantly, to understand the deepest crevices within me, I must never forget to treat myself with the greatest of loves and respect. Thank you for listening and be well.